All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast episode of Tempered Leadership. I'm your host, Eric Rieger, and today I am joined by Bill Clayton of Transworld Systems. Bill, how are you doing? Doing well, Eric. Glad to join you today. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, you and I have known each other for quite a while, and uh, I think we're going to have a, an interesting conversation on a few topics. Um, let's start by, you know, telling the folks a little bit about Transworld and, and what the heck you do over there. Okay. Well, Transworld uh, was actually started in 1970, an alternative to conventional collections or extended in-house efforts. I've been with the company now 32 years. Matter of fact, our average tenure is over 15 years. And so we go out and show clients that have money owed to them how to get it faster than they're doing internally at less cost than they're spending internally and without upsetting a base that's repetitive and a source of referrals, which is pretty contrary to the way typically you use an agency. Um, but that philosophy now has made us the, the largest collection service in the country, probably larger than the next 20 combined. And we're used by government entities, utility companies. Again, anybody that sends out statements is probably somebody that we can help save money, time, grief, and effort. And that's that's really what you know kind of attracted when we were introduced. Um, you know, I, I I try to keep in my circles, you know, like-minded people. And that's what I found about you is that, you know, we have a very common passion for not letting uh, people in our ecosystem that don't have the client's needs in mind. And, you know, I mean, if you want to put it in a nutshell, you know, what you do, debt collection is not necessarily uh, a, a comfortable term for people. And yet when I heard your approach for how you tried to not only help your clients collect the money that's owed to them, but also to save the relationship and not make it a stressful thing for the people who do owe. I mean, it was, I was intrigued by it because I'd never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Actually, most businesses don't realize that the receivables are their future business. We do both B2B to C, but yourself. I always tell our dentists, you know, if a patient paid the bill and they have a toothache, where are they coming? He goes back to my office. I'm like, right, now you got another patient that's out there six months past due and they owe $400 and they have a toothache. Where do you think they're going? And every time the dentist will go, probably someplace else. So it, it behooves a business to realize where are they becoming repetitive in-house bring in a third party, but it's got to be really low cost where we're only charging an average of $10 an account. And it's got to be really diplomatic. And because of that, you know, again, our client base is from Fortune 500s to solo practitioners. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, again, the whole relationship aspect of it. Um, it was just, it was just, it made sense. I mean, when you, as you were explaining it to me, I'm like, you know, and that's, that's kind of a, a, a whole leadership philosophy that I've learned over the years with some of the books I've read, you know, Simon Sinek is a really big proponent of that. Right. You just don't know what somebody else is going through. And there's very few people that go in and, and consume a service that have the intent of not paying for the service. So there's some circumstance, there's some reason 
And if a business works to collaborate with the individual or parties that they've contracted with who, who are having trouble, and you can keep that relationship, I mean, man, that just, that just seems like the right way to run a business. Yeah, it, it, it boils down to, you know, we're all in the people business, and you're so right. When I look at a, a prospect, I don't really concerned if they have a huge need or a small need. I'm just looking, are they nice people that I can have a long-term relationship with? So it's very, very important. You can help a company increase their profits without increasing their sales. It's, it's just a win-win. And that's why I like Transworld. I have clients that have been with me for 30 years. Yeah, and that's, that's another thing that over the years, uh, you and I have been introducing people to one another. And, you know, the, the, again, the common theme is there's, there's really nothing necessarily in it for either one of us when we make the introduction. It's just, you know, you know somebody and you're like, hey, this person should meet Bill. Or you know somebody and you're like, hey, this person should talk to Eric. And then wherever it goes from there is between, you know, the two parties. But the introductions that are being made, they're quality people. And that's, that's really kind of a key in terms of leadership is your circles tend to be, you know, that, that when you have that, those quality people, what do they say? You're like the sum of the five people you hang around with the most or, right. you know, and when those circles are like that, you're, you're a lot more likely to, to just evolve and, and have, you know, better, better mentors, better peers. And, you know, tell me a little bit about your philosophy with that. Well, you're, you're right. And I, I think every day we run into tons of opportunities. We may not but, you, you know, it, it takes a mindset to even realize a lot of the negative things that happen to people can be turned into a positive. So my philosophy, kind of what my dad taught me years ago, he said, we're directly rewarded in life for the amount of things we do for other people. So for the introductions, you know, if I, if I introduce you to a, some people that helps your business, then eventually you're going to go, wow, I should, I should send Bill one. And we just hope we all live long enough to see that, that uh, karma come back to us, the good karma. <laughs> well, your, your dad hit it right on the, on the head. Uh, my dad always used to tell me you're not holding the light in the right spot. So that, that was good. <laughs> but I got really like good at flashlight pointing. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he, my, my dad instilled in me, um, you know, early on when I was, uh, he was, he was a mechanic, he was a truck driver. So, I mean, there was, you know, the, the house always smelled like diesel fuel and oil and, and, uh, you know, we had more tools than, you know, I still, I inherited his tools when he passed and I still don't know what half of them are for, but he would always, um, you know, if he would ask for a tool and I'd give him the wrong one and I'd be like, well, that's close enough. You could still hit it with that. And he would just <laughs> look at me and he goes, use the right tool for the right job. So I guess that was early leadership training for me is, you know, yeah. don't try to hit a nail with a screwdriver. It doesn't work. Trades is another great industry for us. Again, all industries are, but you're right. A lot of times life is, it's, it's a numbers game. And uh, my son-in-law um, recently uh, was furloughed out of the restaurant industry. So he decided to change and he's doing door-to-door -door sales for roofing companies. And, you know, not the best time in a pandemic. To be but he was told, you know, he has to hit 20 doors a day. And what I told him, I said, you can outperform other people in activities until your skill level catches up. 
So he was doing 75 to 100 doors a day. And wow. this new company's already A's because he's got uh, contracts written up. But, it, you know, it's it's great thing about America is if you have the work ethic and passion, you can pretty much be successful in anything. Absolutely. Well, let's, you, you know, we mentioned, you know, the uh, uh, vertical market there. Now you, you guys do uh, healthcare is one of the markets. And I think when we were talking earlier, you 50% is, is about your, your particular client base is about 50% healthcare. How has the pandemic uh, affected those relationships? Cause you, you got to figure with all the people unemployed and healthcare being a big issue, I, I would just assume on the outside, maybe you'll correct me here, but um, that the, the number of, of uh, delinquent accounts has probably gone up significantly, forcing the need for your services more. Well, in the collection industry, another reason I've been here 32 years, it's uh, recession-proof. In a good economy, people extend more credit. And you have more receivables. In a bad economy, they really need their money. So uh, it's, a, it's a certain percentage. If you told me that you only send out 100 statements uh, a month, I would know statistically, Eric, that you would have at least four to eight people that will go 90 days past due. Not that they're bad necessarily, it's just a business that's competing against all the other bills that come into that, that business or consumer. Even a B2B, when your invoice goes into accounts payable, their job's not to get to the bottom of the bucket every day. Their job is who do we have to pay, who can we hold on to forever? And that's, that's cash flow, you wanna, you know, it'd be great if no bills came. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd I'd vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how has uh, how has the pandemic affected you guys? From uh, like, as you're working from home, uh, I'm working from home a lot. Uh, has that right. you know you, you I think you said most of your or most or all of your organization is now remote. Um, is that was that always the case, or is that kind of shifted now with the pandemic? Well, it's been that way um, probably for the last five years, but I, you know, when I'm dealing with a local prospect or client, I would always ask them if they want me to come by in person or to do an online business meeting. I prefer to be in person because you get to see their body language, you get to see so much more about their business. A lot of times they give you, I can't tell you how many tours I've had of people's businesses, um, and that's really a part of the bonding. Um, you know, what I think why people don't like salespeople in general is because salespeople are out there just to make a sale. Here today, and you never hear from them again. And, you know, relationships in business is just as important as it is in life. So... Absolutely. I think that's a core tenet, you know, when you're, when you're talking about leadership in general, um, you know, obviously you're with an organization that values relationships, you know, that's, that's a, that's a key thing. So, I mean, that's, that's something I see, you know, lost a little bit in, in certain businesses where, you know, you, you mentioned some metrics, uh, you know, going out and knocking on 20 doors, uh, there's a there's a reason why those metrics exist. There's a story behind it, and there's relationships we're trying to build. And statistically, you know, it's always easier um, to sell more to an existing relationship than it is to go out and build a new one. 
but at the same time, you have to still be building new relationships all the time. You and I have been trying to do that ever since we, we've known each other for sure. Right. Well, it's easy for me because with Transworld Systems, the ROI is all in the client's uh, favor. You know, we'll have companies that will invest a couple thousand dollars into Transworld and we'll get $500,000 back. Going back to healthcare, there's a small percentage of every healthcare organization that has unpaid insurance claims. Well, there's a state law, depending on the state, that they got to pay within 30 to 45 days. Why do they have claims going out past 90 days? That's the way it happened. And that's also a service for about $10 per claim that we can get resolution on a lot of those. So it's, it's pretty rewarding when a client says, gee, Bill, because of your service, this is the first year I've been able to pay bonuses, Christmas bonuses in quite a while. So uh, that's got to feel good. Yeah. Well, and if I can't help them, I'm going to refer somebody else into them. Um, you know, the more you do for something, buddy, the quicker they tend to like you. It's, it's just like when you go to your chamber of commerce meeting. If you only go one time, you're probably not going to get any business. But if you go five or more times, then people start knowing you. And once somebody knows you, it's a lot easier to have a conversation. Wouldn't well, you agree? Like that sounds like building relationships to me. It's, it's almost like there's a theme to the show here. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it is. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Now that, now that you're uh, you know, fully remote and you guys have a lot of people in the organization, um, how has that been in terms of maintaining company culture? Like, is it, has it put a strain on it or have you guys figured out a way? Cause I know there's a lot of people I talk to um, that seems to be as this pandemic drags on, uh, you know, the, the, the culture aspect and then, you know, moving past the culture aspect, the physical and mental health aspect of it. So let's talk about the culture piece first and then we'll dive into the other two. Yeah, I think the culture piece comes with, with tenure in a company, you know, once you get to know everybody, like I know, I know everybody across the country uh, that's in trans world. Um, some of the newer people, I, I don't, but when we had a, an office, we would have, you know, meetings twice a, a week and, and it was good to talk up against and kind of mentor people. Uh, you just, I think in this world, you need the, everybody needs to have their own board of directors, you know, five, five, five people that you totally respect and tell them that you're going to be accountable to them and you want to talk to them once a month and, and uh, uh, it's funny that a little bit of recognition or somebody, you know, on your shoulder whispering, come on, Eric, you can do it, you can do it goes a long way. So it's, it's, it certainly does. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, you know, that would be one of the golden nuggets, I think, to take away from this is, um, you know, I've, I've learned that through some coaching and mentoring that I've had provided to me over the years. Uh, you know, it kind of goes back to that whole, uh, you're, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, uh, or the average, the average of the five people you spend the most time with, but having that board of directors, having some kind of accountability, when you're a leader in an organization, a lot of times, you know, people, they, they might look and go, well, who's holding you accountable? If you're at the quote unquote top, who do you have holding you accountable? Otherwise it's just, you know, we have a certain set of rules and then maybe they don't apply to you. 
and it's it's good to have those people in your life who will call you out or or you know hold you accountable when things are not quite where you said they would be. Yeah, you know you have a good leader when they ask more questions and make less statements. You know, that's oh, absolutely. The, the sales it, it, trick, but it's, it's I've 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 heard it said quite a quite a bit that like if you're the leader and you're the smartest person in the room, you're you're really not. You've done something wrong. And <laughs> For me, it's not, it's not hard to not be the smartest person in the room. There's, there's a big pool out there of people I could just put in and immediately I'm not the smartest person in the room. So I'm fortunate well, in that regard. <laughs> yep. And in, in business life or, in, you know, just in, in general, when you're out in the public, you don't know what's going on with somebody else's life. And we would train our new reps to, to make them smile all the time because they said, you know, your smile might be only sunshine they've seen in weeks you know it, it might just keep them going on I saw a really interesting story today about um, some little boy that was going around the neighborhood and he knocked on this door nobody came he knocked again finally this lady came and he he said I just want to let you know God loves you and he left a flyer well she was upstairs on a chair and getting ready to hang herself. And she said, wow. no one ever knocks my door, I'll come down. She told this in the church, this story. Cow. And it was the priest's son who did it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, these, you know, life's interesting. And I think, you know, we all have our baggage, but you just don't know. If, if you think you're really having a bad time, look around that somebody else is having it worse. And yeah. the little things you do can make them in somebody else's life well that that's that's taken a position of gratitude you know and and um i i was I, I forget where i was reading i read a lot so a lot of it gets jumbled up in my head but it was a couple of years ago i was reading either a book or, or something online uh it was the middle of winter and and you know you're you're a a former native of illinois so you know how the chicago winters can get here and we had had some some stretch of minus 20 degree days. It was some ridiculous number of, it was just below 20 every day. And I read something about, you know, go outside for like 30 seconds without a coat just to feel the, the, the cold right. make you alive and, and just like scream something into the air. And I'm like, are you nuts? And, and I did it and I came yes. back in and I was like, you know, I, I felt energized for the day. And yeah. it was just the weirdest thing of, you know, you, you appreciate being alive, appreciate being able to feel that because there are people who would give anything to be able to walk outside in the middle of the cold, feel it, and just feel alive from it, be shocked awake by it. And I never forgot that. And it was like, I, would, I wouldn't recommend doing it on a daily basis when it's minus 20 for right. that kind of period. But it, it's just that mindset of, you know, when you wake up, you know, be grateful that you woke up for another day because there's, there's a lot of people that just don't get that opportunity or they can't get out of bed or, yeah. you know, so. Things we take for granted amaze other people. I remember years ago, my, uh, my brother-in-law who was uh, from Atlanta, really, really never been north and he came up Illinois to visit us and he had never seen black dirt before. All he was used to was red clay. <laughs> So he saw black dirt and he had to get down and kind of like you were doing a snow angel. He got down and <laughs> it's like a dog rolling in it. It was so funny. 
that would that would be something to take a video of and i've got a friend who i i think she's going to be on the show at some point in the in the future although after she hears this maybe not but she's from australia <laughs> and where she's from like it never snows so she was here uh a, a couple of years ago and it snowed and it was like i mean you want to talk about just a sense of amazement and you know how the snow up here like we don't look forward in Chicago or any place up north no. where it snows a lot. We don't look forward to it. And just, I wanted to get in the car and she's just walking around like looking, you know, at this, I'm, I'm like, it's snow, let's go. And it's like, I've never seen snow before in person. It's like, is it going to get there? We're going to get a lot of it. And I'm like, God, I hope not. And it's like, oh, I hope so. And, and it's just that sense of gratitude for yeah. the things we take, you know, like you said, you take it, you take for granted that it's, it's just going to snow in the winter here and, and other people are like, it's amazing. And you're like, no, right. it, it turns black after about three hours and it's, it's hard to yeah. shovel and people well, would and love the take, opportunity to do that. Should take no person for granted either, because even a stranger you meet, um, you know, the world kind of works in a two way street. You may be the only sunshine that they saw, but eventually, you know, something will come back to you from that. Even if it's just the, the, the great feeling of helping somebody, um, I think most people feel rewarded when they, when they can actually help somebody, especially if they appreciate it. That, that's important too. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about it's it's just again tying it back to relationships appreciation it's 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 how you conduct yourself and your attitude becomes contagious um one way or another whether it's a good attitude or a bad attitude and and you know again just taking the time to take that perspective of you know how somebody else might feel about something or or putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and it just that kind of goes back to when we first met you know i was i was amazed at how you guys handled business you know, you are putting yourselves in the shoes of the person who's not able to pay for whatever reason and trying to salvage that relationship. And, and, you know, so you're, you're not just, these aren't just platitudes. You, I mean, you're actually walking the walk that, that you talk. And I think that's why we have connected over the years and, and why you're on the show here. <laughs> well, yes, you, you have to have some empathy, but I think sometimes to get your point across to other people, you have to be good at analogies. Because sometimes, you know, it's interesting. You may tell me something and somebody else will tell me the same thing, but it's not until I hear it the third or fourth time and it actually sinks <laughs> in, you know. Well, it's just because we're getting old, Bill. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, t talk to me a little bit about um, anything that you're doing specifically with, you know, because there's, there's, there's probably some isolation happening now with being, you know, remote worker. What are you doing to take care of yourself physically and mentally that, you know, maybe you weren't doing prior to the pandemic or even, you know, before you moved out to North Carolina? Well, with having only one day of snow per year, I get to do a lot more outside yard work. Uh, I'm still sure, riding rub, my motor, still riding rub, my motor. Rub that so. in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, getting exercise, you know, business life and personal life uh, we're we're kind of machines we need to be oiled regularly and used other, otherwise we're going to rust and i think sometimes people get all the rust and they just think that you know you know when am i going to get my break and they just sit and do nothing and the the reality is 
something, you know, as I said before, passion and effort outperforms everybody else. Do you, do you find it um, easy or a challenging to have that quote unquote work life balance when, you know, your work is around you all the time at home? No, I don't find it challenging. Um, for me, it's, it's, it, you know, I think it's more routine than anything else. The, the excitement comes is, is meeting somebody new and, and learning from them because I'll, I'll learn from anybody. Even when a rookie comes into our company, you know, I'll learn something from them. Everybody has a, a nugget. You just have to be looking for those nuggets every day. Like I said earlier, every, every day there's tons of opportunities that we walk right by and just, just not focused on what that opportunity is or how we could have taken advantage of it. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it just kind of goes, all the, the, the theme kind of circles back. And um, if you love what you do, you, you know, you don't work a day in your life. Isn't that the, 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 the really? saying? And, you know, I, I kind of, I've, I've, I've read some things and I've talked to people about that whole concept of work-life balance. And there's, you know, there's no, there's no real such thing because, because one thing or another is going to demand your time. And it's really kind of about where you put your priorities and, and have some discipline, you know, for myself, uh, you know, last year I really started taking my physical health into uh, a lot more of a spotlight. Uh, I started walking and now I'm up to almost 10 miles a day. I walk when wow. you can walk here. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's, it's we're, getting to that, we're getting to that point now where I'm, I'm going to be slowing it down and, and going into the home gym here a little more, but I prioritize myself where I get up in the morning and, you know, like if it's, if it's nice out, I'll go for a walk before I do anything. And it, it was that mindset shift of I'm not being selfish. Work is going to be there. You right. know, the, the, the extra hours not going to, you know, it's not going to make a difference. There's always, you know, you could work 24 hours a day. There's, you know, there's always going to be more things to do. It's, is this a priority over my health? And if my health keeps declining, at what point can I not do work anymore? Right. So that was, that was my mindset of, of really kind of changing it. And, you know, some of the stuff that had happened in my family, um, you know, my father passed away from cancer in 2013. So there was, you know, and he never, he was the last person to ever, you know, put himself first. And all this stuff, and as I started getting older, you know, your, your 40th birthday, then your 45th birthday, and then stuff doesn't work as well as it did before and your aches and pains don't go away, you know, from the weekend warrior stuff. And the next thing you know, you're like, holy cow, the clock's ticking here. I better, I I better actually start focusing on on myself and getting back into somewhat of shape. Otherwise I'm not going to be able to serve anybody. And that's, you know, that's, I think that's, that's really important for a remote worker. Totally agree. In in my family tree, I'm already way past my expiration date. (laughs) Well, they said, uh, I I was, I I saw another thing that said, uh, if you're over 50 years old, you can thank science for that because, uh, you know, the environment, the nature, everything wants to kill you by the time you're 50. So if you're over 50, congratulations, you know, thank science and, and, uh, you know, that, that, that type of stuff for extending your lifespan. And I'm like, okay, that's, 
that's another thing I, I didn't need to think about. <laughs> I think too, a lot of it has changed um, with the with the culture. You know, when you and I were kids, our parents probably said go outside, and we were out from sun up to you know we had to be home when when it got dark, and we we played into the dirt and uh, yep, drank from uh, the hose. Yeah, and uh, nowadays I I think everybody's in a, a bubble wrap and. Uh, it's interesting time we're going through, but well, I'm still, I'm very optimistic. I, I was going to say, let's, let's kind of close on that. Um, what, what do you, what are you seeing for the future? What are your projections for the next year or two uh, for the economy, for business in general? Are you, it sounds like you're pretty bullish on things. Yeah, I think uh, the economy, there's just so many different factors now that are playing into everything. You know, we could, we could probably have this topic go for another week, <laughs> but you, sometimes you just have to realize that, you know, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery and today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. So when you wake up, you've got a choice, you know, are you going to make as much as you can out of it today? and enjoy it? Or are you just going to sit around like a, a lump on the log and do nothing? And I prefer to keep moving because I know that's part of helping you live longer is keep moving. Absolutely. Well, that it's that attitude, which is why we've become friends over the years. And, uh, you know, Bill, I'm really grateful to have you in my, uh, my life, in my circle. Uh, I'm proud to call you a friend. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, what's your email and what's your phone? How can they, how can they reach out to you? Sure. Well, the best way is my email, which is William.Clayton, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N at transworldsystems.com. I do not carry the cell phone on my hip constantly. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of times it's off because I, <laughs> I want to make calls. I don't always want to receive them. So even my clients, I tell them best way to get a hold of me, send me an email. We, you you know, we're always looking at that all day long. And I know you respond right away. So uh, it's, it's William.Clayton at transworldsystems.com, right? That's correct. Yeah. All right. Thanks, and Bill. And I'd be happy I... to help anybody that uh, is looking. You know, sometimes when, when a salesperson comes to your door, you have to, you know, if you give a referral, I'll say, hey, talk to Eric. I know he can really help you, but you judge for yourself. Absolutely. And that, and that makes it a little easier for everybody. Yeah, because we never know what's going to come out of my mouth. So <laughs> always I better have, to cover your bases. I have faith in you, Eric. Likewise, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your, your day to, to join me here. Uh, I, I always enjoy our chats and uh, I hope you'll come back on the show again in the future. I will, and I'll end with this. While we were talking, I thought of uh, another strategic introduction for you that I should have sent your way a long time ago. So look forward to that coming today, tomorrow, or the next day. Excellent. I will, uh, I will get my email fired up right after I get done processing this podcast. Uh, until then, be well, my friend. And uh, to everybody out there, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Tempered Leadership. Uh, I am your host, Eric Rieger, and my friend, Bill Clayton, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Take care, everybody.
Oh, thank you.